We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 3M Open. DraftKings picks, final bets, the ownership, and of course, the viewer chat. Hit the time codes if you want to skip to something like the weather when we talk about that. So... That's what you should be doing. Smash the like button to the video while you're here. Also, sub to Mayo Media Network. Tell our Tambellini, Toe Tag and Tambo, in studio with me. What's up? What's up? Excited. I I don't know. This event takes some flack. I know it's after a major, but personally, I like it. I think it's a pretty solid event. I know we've got a little bit of a a lesser field with the DJ, Bryson, you know, all those guys out, but... Uh, still still okay with it, and I love the way it finishes. The par 5 18th is an incredible spot. You want to talk about a lesser field. Wait till we get to next week. Next week's going to be bad. It's going to take the biggest hit for sure. All right, so here are the bets that I got going. Maybe you can talk. You just talked me into something before we started the show because <laughs> I was looking at it. And I was like, yeah, if you're doing it, I'll do it too. Why not, right? I, yeah. I, I had room on the card for it because it's not a really high week for me. Brennan Steele, 40-1. to 1. Nick Hardy, that was the boost that Tambo pointed out to me, 50-1. to 1. Goddard, 55 with five places. Higo, 100 with five places. Cole Hammer, 20 or 250 to one with five places. He's kind of like the, you know, could be Gutterup. Yeah. Gutterup-ish, but way bigger odds. We've been waiting for it, that's for sure. Yeah, for like eight years at this point. Uh, first round leader, I played Higo <laughs> at 75 to one. That's another one you just talked me into as well. Corn Ferry Tour, I went with Vince Norman. Oh, God. Guy, mash it. He's the last guy that I remember making a hole-in-one on a par four, so... 
It's going to happen again. He this can't putt to save his life. But ball striking wise <laughs> is absolutely fantastic. I saw Sky was on him, and I went with my guy, Justin Su, yeah. who I drafted in our draft last year, who earned like $38,000 on the PGA Tour. But he's 40 to 1 on the Corn Ferry. I'll take him. Next week, odds. I just pointed this out to you. Uh, a certain site that's open 365 days a year is offering defending champions of events right now for the rest of the season. I just want someone pointed it out to me. I went and looked. Cam Davis is 50 to one next week. Not that I think that Cam Davis is going to win next week, but he's going to be 22 to one or like 18 to one. So I might as well bet him at 50. Yeah, and he's popular this week. So if he, and he should have, like on paper, he should have a good week. So if that happens, then obviously those odds are going to be even worse next week. So I like that for the value. One and done. I'm going with Steele, Jeff Holmes, Davis, Riley, and Cust has cursed poor Adam Long, his guy. The weather for the week. I'm using, what do we say we're using? The Anoka County Airport. Yeah. Blaine, what, Blaine is right beside <laughs> it. And there's, they're both fine, I think, just looking at it. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking at the super forecast. <clears throat> it does look like the very early morning <clears throat> on Thursday is going to be better than the rest of the day. Although the wind gusts are about the same all day long, but you're seeing in the morning like 10 constant gusts up to 24. Where in the afternoon, it's going to be like 16 gusts up to 24. And then Friday, it's like seven constant, nine constant in the morning with gusts up to 25. And then in the afternoon, it looks like there's going to be some rain. It's going to be constant like 16 to 18 miles per hour with gusts up to 25. So I didn't really know how to play this, to tell you the truth. Yeah, just looking at it, like, so I'll have to wait and see. It's changed quite a bit even over the last day because I've been watching it just in case. But in the sense of what you mentioned, like, the early stuff, the bigger thing is, like, temperature, too. When you look at going out early, the temperatures are super low. It's going to be extremely hot there this week. Some of the guys on Twitter were there yesterday talking about it. So that goes with the stroke strokes gain jet lag, as our guy Wiley pointed out on Twitter. So I think that's kind of funny. But, like, just in general, uh, you know, right now, it definitely looks like the morning tomorrow would have a bit of an edge. It's just do you think it plays into the p.m.? advantage on friday so so wait and see on that but for night for right now uh, first round leaders and stuff like that i love for going off tomorrow morning that's why i tried to sell you on your boy Higo. and see so you mentioned svenson because he's like Sven the first Fence's guy first group off yeah he's out early 45 the one i like for tomorrow though i didn't tell you i'll tell you now because i'm putting all my bets on here but just the uh the hoagie play out first first round leader out early uh 75 to 1 you can get it at 90 in some places i just didn't get, i didn't have access to it so i, I think that's uh, I had Cam Young last week. I called it on the Rumpier Sports Premium Show. I'm going to give it out here. I like Hoagie, first-round leader tomorrow. I think that's an interesting play off the hop. He can break the seven straight miscuts. It's just one round. Yeah. And on top of it, too, I think like if you look, some of his stats weren't as bad as people think. A lot of it's with the putter and things like that. It's just when you see his cuts for week-long, people don't want to go there, of course. Are you going to play him um, on DraftKings? I like Tyler Duncan more. I'm, I'm pretty okay with my first-round leader bet on Hoagie. I'll see my notes here, but I, I don't have him tagged up yet to play as of now so well, let's get into DraftKings ownership for the week this is one of the weeks that you talk about yes where you can gain a substantial amount of leverage on the field because everyone's kind of hung over from the open no one's really doing the deep dive on the research for the 3m as they I mean maybe they are and everyone listen I, I'm looking at the highest projected highest known guys right now they're the guys that I feel are probably like the better plays in the field I get why everyone wants to use them but you know, we do this every week. We know that the, the guys who are projected to be the best plays don't turn out to be the best plays. So you're looking at like Cam Davis, Davis Riley, Finau, Thigala, Svensson are probably around your top five. Anyone else you'd throw in there? Yeah, definitely Kim at 7,300. He's 28 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. He's $7,300 and people just saw him come through and make cuts for them and even do well in some of those bigger events. So he's going to be popular. You said Goddard up, Svensson. 
Did you say Goddard? I did not say Goddard. So Goddard up was another one. Sorry, I should add him in there at 7,900. Some of these guys, and then Steele is another guy at 8,300. McNeely, Poston, Hadwin, I think will be relatively popular. The thing is, like when you go through the salaries, like everyone above 8,500 bucks, with the exception of maybe Shez Reeby, is likely to be into the double digits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's definite. But I mean, some of them are getting up pushing 20. Or we'll see more guys over 20 than normal for sure. Which means that you have these like little spots throughout, like Steele, he's going to draw some chalk. Laird is popular, but not too popular, it looks like. Goddard and Hardy, Brennan Todd, Svensson, Grio, Tom Kim, and then that's kind of it. Then if, if you have like three guys this week, because you're in the Fantasy Golf World Championship, I don't want you to give away your strategy, obviously, but you kind of pointed out Tom Kim is going to be like 75% owned in that. Should be. I, I don't know if he's going to be. I'd expect 50% plus, but I think that's where you just got to make a decision if you're going to... I have two seats, luckily, so maybe I could play him on one and not on the other if I want to do that. But you don't want to get too cute. It is 300 people move on to 150, so essentially a cash game at 7,300. It's like I said, with those odds, with everything, it's almost a blocker position where you just play him. If he comes T10, you go with the group, but at least you have him, and then you see what the, the other five guys do. Play it like a 5v5. If you don't if he, if he fails, it's like Ryan Fox last week. He failed at 7,100. He was 33, 34% in the mega or the bigger tournaments. You still could have a five, a six that got pushed up the board and had a chance and would have been easily in the top 50th percentile in most of these setups, like high stakes. Stuff, yeah, it, stuff. Must, it must be weird for all these people who, maybe it's not, that in order to qualify for the Fantasy Golf World Championship on DraftKings, that you had to win some sort of GPP yep. in order to do it. And normally, if you unless you're playing in like the $10,000 one. You have to be like four people or something like that. Most people don't qualify that way, I feel like. Yeah, well, that's true. I think Now you need to change your strategy of what got you there in the first place because now it's a double up. Agreed. And I think the benefit of it is, or the point of it is, hopefully, this is the case, I think it is from DraftKings, is to make it so that it's fair that hopefully the best players come through. The best players should be able to adapt their strategy this week to get into just the top 150. And then it immediately, almost like the, the FedEx Cup playoffs. That's how they've designed this, right? The three rounds used to be four. Now it's three for the PGA Tour even, but they've designed it. So the 125, you're going to see the best get to the final 30. That's what they hope here. So they should be able to move it through. Next week, right away, moves to 150 going to 40. Okay. So then you go right back to the standard strategy of that. So hopefully they're, they're hoping the best players get through this week. Next week, they get to go back to their normal strategy that got them in in the first place and then the final week is the 40 in memphis at the saint jude uh, fedex fedex saint jude classic where it's the best in the world that got to that spot hopefully and play down for the, the million bucks i'm glad they've really so it's 3m this week and it's rocket mortgage they it, skip Wyndham because uh, like last year especially because there's travel and stuff like that involved so i want to make sure that everybody can get there uh, you know okay. be able to get down to memphis tennessee with no hassle of a last minute booking of a flight or any issues like that that they have they want to make sure everyone gets there savvy and doing it at the final like it would be worse if they were like oh we're gonna do it the three weeks of the fedex cup playoffs like that would be horrible that would be horrible everyone does hate this including myself it sucks that it's this week and next week for the variance that goes into these weeks of like this week eagles birdies water everywhere like there's a lot of risk um heavy chalk all those factors but you wouldn't want to have it set up any different because you want to play the final when it's especially now they've moved to the three game set for the fedex cup playoffs like that's an important 125. Like Rory said, he's playing. Like everyone's, everyone's going to be playing. Everyone's going to be playing it because you need it to move on. So talk about motivation. No excuses at that when the best 40 play down for the million bucks. What do you think the best three tournaments would be? I was kind of, I was just saying this. Maybe I'm way offline, but I, I like the the Scottish, the Open, 
and then give us a long break to think about it. They could do like promos, videos, hype it up, make it into a thing only because those had more motivation going into them. But I honestly don't mind. We could have done the open, pick one of these two weeks that, you know, becomes the next one. But like I said, the challenge is there that, you know, people don't like these weeks no matter what. And that would be the one, the one fifty moving to 40. The other side of the coin though, for me was like, if you played the open, the best of the best of the 300 that made it play at a fair event with tons of motivation. You pick one of these events for the 150 down to 40, where it's like you have to change your strategy because it's going to be so such heavy chalk. You have to move around it and adapt, and then you go to the finals and play the best at the the St. Jude. Could have skipped a week in between each. If you're out there, let me know what you think of the best three tournament run would be for this. I I don't see why they can't do it earlier in the season. Just have the guys yeah. carry it over, maybe give away some swing season seats as well, and then you could have some sort of like Pebble Beach Phoenix farmers or something or genesis yeah you know the DraftKings would have it set up so they can end in anything that's in new jersey right that would be their their hope because it's close to home but they're but they're building that it won't be done for this year but they're building that facility at the waste management that that would be a pretty cool one that'd be incredible everyone's in the box at 16 you could film it like that would be the ultimate like end to it i think but like you don't want to be playing the fucking sony open though yeah (laughs) maybe you do i don't know i I don't know i I agree with you i like the phoenix side of things when you get there i know everyone used to hate on a little bit from DraftKings perspective because you couldn't didn't have dfs but now that it's set up to go and they've got the sports betting set set up they're going to get there it's going to be an incredible scene so it appears like Finau and Thigala are going to be not significantly more, but markably more than Hideki and Sungjae this week. Sungjae, I'm guessing, is going to be the lower-owned one, or is it going to be Hideki? It's tough. It feels like the late steam, though, is coming a little bit on Hideki. It should. And, and the interesting stuff is, like, so everyone's seeing the number now. You can bet him at, like, 18 to 1 in some places, so that makes sense, and like, for bringing ownership. And then secondly, uh, it, it's just surprising, but all the stat models everywhere, you'll still bring up Hideki, but everyone just wants the safe play in Finau, right? So, But if you think back to last week, Pat, let me get your take on this real quick, because just driving here, I was thinking of this. Like, Finau last week, the conversation was his open history, how his recent form had been, and everything that went into it. He did not have... A good open last week. Him and Hideki both had good Sundays. I mean, Sungjae he, stayed he finished off. Finished top thirty. It was again, sure. It was. He, it he was got, fair. He, he fair. ended up. He didn't kill you. Right, right, and it was fair, and it worked on DraftKings too. That was, that would be the other thing, and why I think that you know pushes the ownership. But Hideki has never really been great at the opens. Wasn't great again last week. Did have an incredible round four, but he has a seventh here. You know, he he's a guy that's playing. Like he was out there practicing yesterday, ready to go. People I know are worried about like a, a WD or, you know, go to live or DQ from last time. Like he's not trying to do that. I don't think he flies all the way here to get in this to not move the needle, get the FedEx Cup points that it would seem that he's here for, lock that in and be able to move on and just show up in Memphis, right? I would think so. Like I have no problems playing Hideki. I just don't know what I want to do at the very top. Yeah, like, I, th- I think I want to play Hideki. Would you play Finau and Hideki? Can that get you so unique? And you still yeah. have, you have the two best guys in the tournament, and no yeah. one's going to do that. I'm glad you brought that up, because one thing I will say, it's not full correlation of anything to do with the course of the setup. But remember back at the RBC Canadian Open, when everyone looked at the field, we looked at the top seven or eight guys, and we said there's just a massive drop-off. And then we started talking about the 9K, 8K, 7K range, where we were like, oh, but we like all these guys, so we'll play these losers. Then it ended up being that you needed... All those guys at the top, none of those losers, and just pick some 6K guys that make the cut. Here, doesn't it kind of feel like that? Like, you get the, keep the gala in there, but, like, Hadwin has, hasn't been as great, and he's 9,600. Had a good season before, didn't he? I think he just missed the cut at, like, the John Deere. So, not, not too impressive on, on him. McNeely, obviously playing better. Davis, Riley, Davis, whatever. But if you go to the top, like, it feels like that top range is loaded, that you could just say Finau, Matsuyama, Thigala, 
and build with two of them in your lineups in these large field tournaments and just get different that way. I think I'm good with playing Finau and Hideki, to tell you the truth. Even that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you mix two of those three. I don't. Do you want to throw him in there? Like the, the conversation around him is that 10 strokes on the putting greens last week, like it was that, but he has not been good beforehand either. If you look at his recent form, it's been really bad. So I, I don't know what your thoughts are on, on Sungjae. He rates out really well based on ownership because I, I, don't, I just don't think he can get enough yeah ownership and when you start waiting the longer term of everything he's going to look a lot better mm-hmm. because obviously he'd been playing great until do we know if he got COVID or not or what happened with him when he missed the pga championship T- tested positive for sure but we don't he was back playing so i don't think it was that serious so hasn't played well though. he hasn't played like well said, since is the thing well. but then last week you look and it was you know the greens like that's do you want to hold that against them for the most recent form? Listen, this is all I'm saying. Usually, Sungjae in this field, I know it's going a little overlooked here, but Sungjae versus these guys, like he, this used to be his bread and butter. He just beats up on, remember the web.com tour, the, the leading money leader. He was just crushing everybody. This is no different of a field, really. If you use Finau and M or Hideki and M or Finau and Hideki, like you can use Tom Kim, no problem. Like that, that's not sure. going to be an issue anymore. H- Hideki, M, Kim, and you've still got a bunch of guys you can go to there. That's what I'm saying, right? You can look at it from that perspective. I actually don't have a problem with it. I think it's more interesting for the large field tournaments because two things I'm hearing the, the, the most about is one, skipping the top three guys because the Open, they were just at it, coming back I, I from don't Scotland, care about played that. on Sunday. Exactly. And if one of them plays poorly, it's going to be like, oh, he was gassed from the Open. But if no. one of them plays great, no one will say not, shit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. The second key piece, I think this one's more important, is that you just talk, everyone that does that thinks that, again, I was talking about levels to it, but they'll, they'll hop down to the 9K and then they'll still use all their salaries. So they'll build this, the same balanced build or a variation of it that the entire field is doing. So I think if you are hopping down, even if you were fading the top, I think the interesting piece is leaving like up to 1,000 on the table where you're not going to get the exact same balance build as everyone else. But most people are either spending the salary to get the the same balance build or spending the salary to go up from the nine K to the 10 K and get one of, or whatever with Finau, Matsy, Aminim. So I like your play of playing two guys that are studs. And then you end up skipping a bunch of this nine K eight K chalk. And it doesn't hurt as much to plug in some of the seven K chalk. I I think that's where you're going with it with like Kim using, using Tom Kim with those guys at the top. You, You can get away with it then. Jason Day withdraw yet? No. Is he going to withdraw? Why do you think so? He, he was out there practicing yesterday. I don't know. Didn't, didn't we just go through this with him at whatever crap tournament they used to be playing in that uh, he, he pulled out last second? He was my one and true. done. That's it, how I remember that. It is that. true. Yes, yes. Uh, speaking of withdrawals, hashtag never forget. You remember this tournament last year? Personal reasons. 30% owned Hank Lebiota. Went 69-69 and then withdrew after just crushing out of the gate that was this tournament last was year it? yes yeah this tournament's been weird because we had the chalk evr year when he was just brutal terrible because his wife has a place there. no he went he went to the university of minnesota or, or that would yeah something like that exactly so that and then we had dj who i bet on who quit dj basically. last year that was this same tournament and uh he like tried to mess it up and he still couldn't so on 18 he's like all right no one went in the water here i gotta push it right off the tee still put it to like eight feet and then had to miss that on purpose too to get out of this place so uh, that was last year with DJ, and there was something else last year too, I think. I forget what it was. Oh, Champ on 18. Everyone had the big 125-1 to 1 ticket. Obviously, he ended up winning, but the, remember he, uh, he pulled Driver, Twitter in an outrage with everyone with their outright tickets. How could you pull Driver on 18? He's like, nope, stick into the game plan, pushes it completely left, and then has to chip it back out into the fairway, put it tight, and make the par to get everyone the ticket. And he's like, calm down, guys. Just just Aaron Rodgers style. Relax. We, we got this. And goes on and ships it at 125 to one. So 
I, I, that's why I like the ending of this tournament. I think you can have some some stuff happen. And then we had the Bryson Wolf here. With Morikawa. People, with, with Kawa. Yeah, people, people will forget. forget. Wolf and Morikawa, like out of the gate. It's like, jeez. Oh, that's why people like you still bet on Justin Suh, because he's part of that original crew that got sort of dusted underneath a little bit. Yeah. And now you're sitting there hoping that it's going to come true. Cole Hammer, baby. We got him this week. Yeah, well, I mean, people were uh, interested in him as a, as a 13-year-old at the U.S. Open or whatever it was. Now, now he's a man. All the nostalgia just saw the Rory Young 9-year-old playing on TV stuff, and then that did not work out. So we'll see. So you're, I, I'm firmly against doing like the balance build this week, like starting with the gala, picking up Riley and Cam Davis. That just, at a tournament like this, especially because the quality of field is so low, but you also have to consider the course too. I mean, I comped it to PGA National, not necessarily, I mean, Michael Thompson has won both, but like, I don't think that's necessarily how it plays out. But with so much water, you just know that guys are going to blow up and you don't know right. who is going to blow up. So if you can avoid like the 30%, 9k guy who is really no different than the 10% 8k guy right I just don't see why you would play him yeah birdies and train wrecks right that's the the mo here but also what you just said so I, I just want to clarify though I'm not firmly against the balanced build but I'm firmly against the chalk that you're talking about in a lot of cases again the fantasy golf world championship something totally different where yeah. you just, there's a blocker play I'm not going to get into all that say I'm doing this and do that I'm, I'll give you the truth but I'm just saying in this like the, the my point is so here if we look at it like Goddard up Svensson even Kim in large field tournaments, and even Finau in large field tournaments. You know, Finau's probably on the, the mediocre side, actually. But those other three are, like, some of my worst ratings ever, just based on playing it. Like, you could literally just fade. I, I have no problem in large fields just taking that, those guys out or, like, building in a completely different way where they're your one chalk guy and the other five are not. You know, sometimes you flip the script. But th those guys are – there's huge leverage points here because the elephant in the room, we didn't talk about it off the top, but there's only what? seven guys over 9k and a lot of people are making reasons to not play some of them so at some point you have to either just leave the salary on the table which i'm okay with or and then you can play some of those chalk guys in those lineups or you just got to get off these other guys like it's a good week where some of these guys out there just fade everybody that's 30 percent or 25 percent owned that you just get away with it because there's just so many options and so many pivots around them. Which of the chalk guys do you actually like and will play i'm going to play brendan Steele. i was just gonna say Steele and finau rate out as the best ones for me, and that's typically the case. The good chalk is usually up there. Now, look, I'm not even going to call them good chalk because they're yeah. actually still not. Like, when you look at Steele, you still have guys around him like Laird, who just played incredible at the Barracuda last week, almost won us a 33-1 to ticket. It's, again, not comparing them, but that's Stableford scoring, totally different. But the point would be he, you have to go low at that to do well. If you have to go low here to do well, if he could bring some of that across. You've got Reavy, Poston, Tringal. You've got guys above Steele that you could play too. So I'm not saying he's... Good chalk. I'm just saying he rates out much better than Goddard, Svensson, and Kim. Can I talk you into like a 27% owned Davis Riley? Uh, he's he's another one that I should have mentioned. He, he doesn't rate out as good as Finau and Steele, but I understand it. The thing about Riley is he's just the one that, like, he's a, a FOMO situation. We've been waiting on it. We know how good he is. He's incredible. We're expecting him to come through and get a win, and when he does, it should be in a field like this at a number like that, which is not the number we want, but it's there. The point would be, though, like, when have we, we haven't seen him lately. It's not really, like, does he warrant the 30% or 25% that I'm thinking of? I have all my ownership numbers, by the way, this week for the Fantasy Golf World Championship, so I've boosted <laughs> a lot of guys. So I said Riley, 30. He's not going to be 30. In no, your, I, I think that he could push 30 in big GPP. He might be even more than that in the world. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. I've boosted my numbers. So take a, take 5% off everything I say today. But um, I do think that uh, when you have, like, what are your thoughts on the guys around him? We didn't talk, like, Cam Davis is going to be very similar ownership. People even play them together. McNeely. 
300 bucks more just played you know he played okay last week wasn't great but he's been good otherwise was not overseas was not doing anything like that so here's your lineup that here's your starting four that i think a lot of people are going to go to Finau, riley cam davis tom kim you still have seventy one hundred dollars left yeah that, that makes sense and if you don't use Finau and you use the gala let's say now it's seventy five hundred per and you can get yourself back up to that Goderip, Nick Hardy, whatever, whatever. Or you can just play Svensson and other popular guy. Like, that's the yeah. core lineup that I think that most people are going with. Fina Riley is going to be a popular start, to your point there. Well, that, I'm, then I'm good with not playing Riley. Like, if Riley wins, you know, whatever. Well, it's the same as betting. That's why I say, yeah. what is he, 25 to 1 or yeah. 22 to 22 1? 22 like, to 1. People get so, like, I got to bet him every week so I don't miss out. But that's my always my point with these guys. Like, does he win this one in 25 tries? Maybe. He's that good. I think he could. But it's like, I don't care if I miss that one. It's, it, I would, I, you know, like, for example, Goddard, we both bet him. And, like, this might be our last chance to get him at that number. Yeah. When he goes out and crushes this week, so I'm going to try him at that number. And it's, but then what are we in for? Two bets on the guy for the year? Because I didn't, we didn't even bet him, I don't think, at the Canadian Open. We were playing him at 65. No, I, I bet him at the Canadian Open, too. I don't think, I don't remember, but, oh, did you? Okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe I did, too. I, I don't recall, but I, I'm just saying, even if you did, but hey, he, we're he, in on big numbers. He, we're not, he not already to... paid off for the rest of the season with his top five at the John Deere Classic. That's correct. So, yeah, when, when I first, he was the noticeable one when I opened up the odds on Monday morning, being like, well, he's not going to be 55 to 1 two hours from now. Yeah. I don't know what he's going to be on Wednesday. So he's like that down to what? 35, 40. Yeah. So, so again, and real, you, realistically when he blew up last time, it was one bad round. The guys, guys have bad rounds. He's, he's, he can be off and on with the putter. That, that's where I have a challenge with them. Again, obviously it looks good based on the John Deere, all that. But if you just do finalized chalk talk here, like Finau, you could poke holes in it. Hideki's right there. You go down to just do, I'll do five real quick. You do Riley. We just talked about it, the ownership guys above and below. And ha, like, what was it? Like a, not a great result the last time out. Not a, you know, nothing special to write home about. We're just betting on his talent because we know he is that good. Uh, then you go to Steele. Again, probably one of the better ones, almost like Fleetwood of last week. Happens to even be in that similar price range where it's like, looks okay on paper. But got her up. Uh, you've got Hardy, who we didn't talk about. You bet you talk about betting him, but he's right there. And all those guys in that range, last year's champ, Cam champ. Guys there. And then you got Svensson. Svensson and Goderup both have issues with the putter. Yes. They definitely have issues with the putter. I don't, you can go look at but But what people will say, and this is where we can finalize it if you want, but Svensson, go to Fantasy National. Look at the last eight rounds, gaining with the putter. Every single one of them. Like 10 of his last 12. Has he found it with the putter? Everything else looks great on paper for Svensson. The challenge with him is at 7,600. You have a lot of guys in that range based on just seven guys, 9K and up. The 7K range is littered with guys that could definitely beat Svensson this week. Are you surprised Wyndham Clark isn't more buzzy based on his performance as of late? I know he kind of flamed out after making the weekend at the Open. That's the Open. I think he is more buzzy. Okay. Then you th- Like, I, I put him here at, like, 13, 14. I think he's way lower than that. I Again, I'm adjusting. Yeah. But I'm, so you can put him at 11 or, or 10. But he's definitely getting talked about more than you probably think. So, again, he's a bomber off the tee. He's looked good lately. I all that's. I don't think you need to be a bomber here. I don't think so either. I think that's just a lazy setup off of what we've seen the winners be. Does it help everywhere? We talked about this last week. It helps everywhere. Of course, it helps to bomb it at courses. I'm just saying, guys, other guys can get away with it. Sure, but I mean, for most of the final round until we got to 18, and even on 18, did, did Champ pull out the driver or did he like shank like a two iron over to the left? I was pretty sure the outrage was the driver. I, I feel like he was clubbing down most of the day. Because he pumped it left, and that's yeah. why everyone's like, you wouldn't need to do that shot there. 
Chad can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was definitely he pulled the driver and people were outraged because they have this 125 to one ticket. He's like, just chill. He clicks it up. I remember he clicked it back in and got it up there and then par, uh, two putt for par and got the W. So I'm, I'm pretty certain on that. But like you, to your point, just to quickly go off that, like, you know, Neesmith, Pan, Higo, your guy, like they're Merritt. There's just Smotherman. There's so many guys in this range right around Svensson that are, you know, could be classified as the same dude that can still go low here. And what was Svensson's thing? I, I don't have it in front of me, but I think he went recently like 62-69 and then on the weekend went 71-69. Yeah, that was at the Barbasol. Right, where, by the way, 71-69 would have missed the cut. Mm-hmm. So if you just flip those, you can't. It's the way it happened. I'm just saying. It's like the guy is capable of going 71-69 here. We don't get to see the Svensson 62 and it just doesn't happen first round leader like we want when he goes out in the first group. It's definitely possible. And that's where, again, I just think about that angle when you have so many other guys in this range. And then lastly was Tom Kim large field stuff. Like, I don't know how you feel about it, but like, could Gim greater than yeah, Kim g- be g- a thing Gim better than Kim? Yeah. Same, it, it same can price. Very much happen. It can definitely happen. Like it's, it just, to me, that's what I, I don't understand or know. And then the, the thing I'll bring up on Kim, I brought up at the start of the week with Kenny was that, with Kim last week at the open, he had 15 birdies and he played the weekend. Not that it's a birdie fest. I'm not saying that, but just to give you an idea, JT Poston missed the cut last week, had 12 birdies. Well, I think he birdied like the first nine holes of the open and then somehow he missed the cut. Right. That, it happens. <laughs> I'm just saying that's especially at a course like this with the water, the volatility, it can happen. It, you know, it can fail. So that, that's where I just think people get too hung up on these plays and not so much on thinking about a little bit more of the game theory, especially on these lazy weeks. How do you feel about Ryan Palmer? Finally kind of clicked again at the Scottish. Yeah. I don't really know what to make of him, but I think I'm going to play him. Could could be a big leverage play, squeezed between Goddard up and Hardy. He's just the guy in there. I don't want to play Jason Day. So give me another like washed up loser who's there. Give me Ryan Palmer. At least yep. he still drives it well. He's fairly accurate. He can get hot with the irons. He really can't putt, but he's someone who actually has played well at PGA National in his career too. That is true, and that's been a pretty good comp. So um, another washed up loser is seventy seven hundred. Ricky Fowler. What do you do with him? He's he's been better lately, man. So I don't know. I think for MME at seventy seven hundred, he probably fits into that mold. He also squeezed between the the popular price points. Right when you've got Goddard up at 79, Svensson at 76, and Kim at 73, and a lot of lineups starting there or one up or one below, like are people going to Fowler? No. So the way that I have my like stars on Fantasy National right now, fantasynational.com/mayo to get yourself that 20% off discount. Finau, Matsuyama, one two, and then I have no one else start until Brennan Steele at 83. Yeah, that sounds like lock button. Finau, Hideki. Let's see how this week goes. You could do it. I think it's a very interesting week to do it, obviously. But, like, but I guess the question is, should I be wave stacking here? Because those two don't play in the same wave stack. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. Like I said, as of now, it definitely looks like tomorrow morning is an advantage, just the way it shakes out. I know it's only 9 versus 16, and the gusts are still mm-hmm. 24 across, but the point would be that. The, the challenge that always comes into it is what happens on Friday afternoon because that there's a little bit of rain looking there. The winds are higher, all that. That would be where the AM goes back out in, obviously. And then the other side of it is always what I talk about. I know people always prefer for guys to get a hot start. And then that means they're just going to have a hot start on day two and come through and make the cut. But I talk about it all the time where I actually think, we'll never know. It's every, every golfer's got a different mentality. But I think there's something to be said for when you just go out get through that afternoon and have a great round, get to go out Friday morning, which looks just as good as Thursday morning with the mentality, no number. You don't know what the cut is today. You don't have to set a number. You just have to play good golf, 
Get into the clubhouse and sit and watch while everyone else has the mentality that now I got to hit into, now they know the PM guys on Friday know the number they need to hit. That can lead to mistakes. And with water out there and down the stretch, that can be, uh, you know, it can be a juicy spot to take some PM AM if everyone's going AM PM and just stack it either way to see. I don't even know if I do. I, I mean, I probably should do a few correlated wing, wind stacks, but with the way that I'm looking at it right now, if Finau's in the bad wave, he's still better than everyone. Oh, I don't, I, that's the, <laughs> you know definitely I mean? the way to think about it. Like, don't do it with the studs, especially yeah. if you are even doing it. Like I said, I, you know, we'll know more as the day goes on, but I just think in general, when you're doing that, Finau is not a guy to plug into that. So I do have, after those two guys, I got no one in the middle. Um, Adam Long, Curse. You probably could have used him, very cursed, though. Steele, Laird, Hardy, Palmer, Goddard. All back to back to back to back. Just throw them into the pool. Higo, Merritt, Gim, Kim, Matthias Schwab. I'm actually going to this week. John, uh huh? Go back to that wagon. Oh, he's been bad the past few weeks. Hayden Buckley is another one who, if dude could putt, he has made like four straight cuts, but mm-hmm. his ball striking has been excellent. I like Tyler Duncan over him. Yeah. You want to, oh, wait, I got $150 credit with you after last week. I know. We could bet 50 bucks on that. You want Buckley versus Duncan? I, I mean, I really don't. Okay. Uh, my well, numbers actually say that Tyler Duncan is better yeah, than I Hayden Buckley. Yeah. Just just kind of deep diving on Hayden Buckley a little bit and look at what he's doing. Like gained on it. Like he lost. He made the cut of the barber, so he lost over eight strokes putting. Yeah, he's he's good. He's good for this spot too. I, I have nothing. But against he makes him. a ton of birdies. Yeah, he does. He can. Yes, he's like Sven, he's basically like cheaper Svensson. That's where I think a lot of these guys are though. Like down here, if you go to this range, I think there's a lot of guys that could be a cheaper Svensson. Like it's just the way it works out. But Svensson's what again, don't forget too, like the DraftKings odds for betting odds and stuff are what's pushing a lot of the ownership, especially. Would you go to Jagger? Oh yeah, seven thousand. I got him tagged up here. He makes he he he's if you're talking about Buckley, can make a lot of birdies. This guy shoot a fifty nine, fifty eight. What did he shoot the week? I think he shot fifty nine and then Furick shot a fifty eight or vice versa that time. And it's like Jaeger was Mr. Fifty Nine, like two minutes later, Furick was Mr. Fifty Eight, and it was like, sorry, pal, I got this guy <laughs> legend that just outdid you on the PGA tour. So, you know, something like that where you, you see it set up. But um Lashley at seven thousand is I, there. I'll probably pass on all the numbers really like Lashley. I just every time I use Lashley, he's like eight over through four holes. And it's like, oh, man, what, 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 why am I doing this? What, what? about Bramlett, Callum Taron? Taron I have interest in. I don't have any interest in Bramlett. Uh, Canadian, Michael Glitchick? <laughs> per Fantasy National, he's like drawing ownership this week. He is some. Yep. I'd, I'd rather play Jaeger. You can. That, that's who I like. But yeah, nice, nice run by Gleeglick. Gleegick, right? yeah. Gleegick. But what, what, didn't he um, withdraw recently? I don't remember that. I think... I think I saw Adam Stanley post on it because I think it was from the Canadian Open, actually. Oh, well, he's played since then and come inside the top 10 at yeah. John Deere. He's so. fine. Uh, yeah, he is fine. So I did see that, too. You're right. Uh, what else do we have here? James, pro live James Hahn. Oh, gosh. Too many people eating chips in Portland, I was going to tell him. You better settle down there, James. <laughs> he's not. He knew after, though. He, re- he tweeted out after that. He's like, I'm not good enough for this. I'm not the guy they want. And he knows he'd be the first to get booted anyway when all these other guys come over. So Yeah, just like Andy Ogletree is back on the Corn Ferry Tour now. Oh, I saw that today. They said he's playing for like a – what is he playing for? Like The I, top prize is like 20K less than what his last prize place prize was. Yeah. Good, yeah. good on him for getting the money. One, one-time shot. Yeah. Got, got his 100 Gs, 120. And he probably got like an appearance fee, too. Yeah. So. Oh, definitely. To just to be there for the first one and all that. So he he made money. So Buckley, lower. I assume that's not how it's pronounced. That's how I'm choosing to pronounce. Lower, it. lower. Yeah, I, uh, I know yeah, you're talking. Lou- he makes a lot of cuts, surprisingly. Yeah. 
Makes a lot of eagles too. He makes he scores. I got him on the list too. So below that, now I'm getting into like dicey territory of random losers that I just like to play. Like you have Kelly Craft and Sam Ryder and Ryan Moore, Doc Redman, Andrew Paul's guy, Andrew Novak. Novak, I like. Kadira actually has been doing a bit better than I people people may think. Back to back cuts with the John Deere and Barbasol, gaining it gained a ton on approach with Barbasol. I. When he pops, he pops well, but he just tends to miss too, way too many cuts. But it's a $6,000 guy. Like, what do you expect? Yeah, I have another take, and I think I'll, you know, go against it a little bit, maybe play a couple of them. But I think you should use no 6K guys. Just just don't play them at all this week. Not even Austin Cook? Uh, he's the one I have that I was just going to say. I have the exception on Austin Cook. Uh, if you want to risk it, be crazy. Grayson Murray, you've had this conversation in the past. He's even more of the villain as we speak right now, just based on everything lately. And he's getting like no ownership at all. He can make birdies. But I, I just have a hard time sticking to my own rules. I'm just trying to advise properly. So, <laughs> you know, do what I say, not what I do. But I, I do think like, uh, you know, Novak was the other one. So I guess like I've got three or four in there that I could include because they could be 7K to me and I would still play them. But I'm talking like the range is wide and I think that you should just avoid it and still avoid the chalk in the 7K range when you're building. But it's just an example of, you know, a spot you can get different. You know who I will use? Leviota. Yeah, I, I just told you the story on him from last yeah. year. But last year, I will say his form, the reason he was 29.9% owned, even in the 15 Because he was gaining 10 strokes per event. He was literally crushing coming into the event. But, uh, you know, you could go there for sure. He's 6,900. It makes sense. You, you like him better than, um, who else was there? L- lower or Lauer? I probably, I mean, I'm trying to build a pool of guys that I can just pair with Finau and Hideki at this point. I don't need to be like super committed to any of these guys. That's true. They can yeah. just be in five, ten percent of the lineups, whatever. Yeah. If I'm playing AM, PM stacks, and I can pick and choose the guys that I want for them, but I just want to kind of build the pool up of these lower guys. If I'm going to go so consolidated, yeah. Part part of my time. angle, I should say, was that I I think playing the bottom of the seven K range is unique in large field GPPs this week because you know Kim Svensson got her up, and even the pivots of Clark. Grillo, getting steam guys, Clark, Grillo, um, Hardy at 8K is right above, Neesmith, Pan, like all those guys still keep you above 7,300. You can definitely, what, what's your average salary remaining when you went with um, Finau and with Hideki Matsuyama at the same time, just going even the top two? 73. Correct. And this gives me access to steel if I want it, if I use some of those guys. So that's what I'm saying. If you went like two, click like in, like you're not doing a whole lot, but put two $7,100 guys and you could still go see, an 8K guy. and a Jaeger. I liked him. Let's just pretend I really like Lo- Lothar yeah. of the Hill people. And you got enough now to yeah. go steal, right? Finau, Hideki, Steel, Jaeger, Lower. Those five guys, 7000 bucks left. Yeah. See what I mean? And you're using all the lower 7K. You're skipping over Kim, Svensson, Goderup, and you actually still have access to an 8K guy. And if it ends up like RBC Canadian Open, you have two studs up there. The guy that at 8300 looks like he's okay. You're still unique across the board with your total overall ownership likely. And you've got... Guys that you don't even really dip into the 6K, you got the guy at 6'9 that could be 7'1. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be. Same thing. I'm going to look ludicrous when the final leaderboard is the Gala McNeely Riley, but, you know. If. If. But if. even then, what do you. I mean, you're going up against a bunch of guys. You, gotta, you get the same dudes as all the other guys got. You've, you're playing in a field of 80,000 people. Well, 25,000 people got that set up in some way, shape, or form. You're just battling it out for that. You need, then you still need to get crazy and have the exact pinpointed last three. You'd rather try and win it easier up front than going that way. All right, let's get to the chat. Let's do it. Talk to the peoples out there. Uh, Brent, Brent the Tent, he's the first one up here. Outright bet. Riley or Thigala? Riley. 
I would bet Riley too. I'm not betting Riley. I'm a Riley guy though. Like I, I don't think Al has been great. I just I definitely prefer Riley. Post and Riley or Tringali and Long. Post and Riley. Post and Riley would be very popular. Post and Riley. I would go Post and Riley. I think I would too. I just like those two guys better. And not cursed. Adam Long very cursed. The Tringali other Long uh, lower owned. So if you th- if you're doing that Post and Riley, just to be clear, with all the other chalk guys, get away from it and go to the other side. M Steel or Finau Goderup. <laughs> I mean, objectively, I like Finau Goderup better, but your team is so much more unique if you have M and Seal. Same thing. And that's where we always have to talk to it from. So when I pick these two V2s, I would say that M Steel is for sure better on paper. It's got the better piece of chalk, if you will, or at least how it rates out, and M much lower, much better a leverage play than, than Finau there. This one's interesting because I went and looked to bet this guy in the Corn Ferry Tour, and he wasn't there. I didn't realize he was in this field. Uh, Pat, is Sung Yil no? Actually, Sung Yil yes this week. As in, yes, let's play him and win all the money. <laughs> the, the best RPS joke on him is soon you'll know. Will, will, are we playing this guy this week? I don't know. Soon you'll know. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. Will he do well this week? Soon you'll know. We'll find out. Like, you never know. This guy's cheap, though. 6,300. I mean, he sucks off the tee is I, the one thing. I took him out of my pool, so I don't care. I can see why people would want to play him, though. Putts well. The approach has been great. It's just the driving hinders him so much. And in a course like this where... One bad drive, and you are missing the cut, essentially. Yeah. Uh, does he go off in the morning tomorrow? He goes off. Let's see. He, he gains on distance, does not gain on fairways. Sung you'll know, yes, 818 in the morning. He is out there. First round leader bet. You know what? That I can do. I, that's how I would prefer it. I think like if he's going to show up, it's going to start with a good day tomorrow. So, And we can get... No, I'm looking at the Kazoo Classic. Yeah, they put it for. They really like that this week. What's the? Um, it's in Britain, so the site that we tend yes. to use is. Hundred and seventy, Pat. First round later. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Add into the list. I'm each way. Yeah, I'm gonna each way that one too. <laughs> oh, well, I'm playing a six and six. Six and six pays almost thirteen hundred bucks. Yeah. So no. Is this a good bet? Soon right. you'll know. That's what we always talk about with this guy. So we'll see. But I, I don't know. It's hundred and seventy. Have interest for sure at that, but nothing else. Top finishing Canadian this week? I would guess that people will bet Gleeglick just because he'll be the better odds. I mean, Hadwin is the answer. I was just going to say, I think... The- do, you, do you think people have talked them out of Hadwin as the week has gone along? Yes. I was just going to say, the, the funny part is, like, Sensen or Gleeglick, like you talked about getting the, the, owners, the, the late steam, if you will. Nothing crazy to worry about. I'm just saying people are talking about him enough to, like, on a bet to talk himself into that, where I think it actually will just be the favorite here. Hadwin already has ripped this place up. And the other thing about Hadwin's ownership that I'm seeing everywhere is how. Like, we talk about this all the time, but how does he get it when you have Finau, Matsuyama, who will still get some, you have Tigala, who's for sure getting it, and then you have Davis, double Davis, Davis, Riley, and Davis, and Cam Davis, back-to-back. How, how does Hadwin get, like, like he can get 14, 15 to me, but people are getting him at, like, 20 and 22. It just can't be to me. Should I throw him in the pool? He's fine in the pool, I think, at 9,600. Yeah. Interesting. Adam Hadwin. His, well, this is what I'm talking about. So but it was just when the odds opened, I just crossed him off my list. I was like, nope, not doing right. that. Right, and even at 9,600, what I said on uh, the Fantasy Golf Degeneres podcast with Kenny was it almost reminds me of the exact situation. But again, I'm bringing up this RBC Canadian Open, not Harold for the course Varner the third. Varner was 9,700. Everyone said he's shit. You can't play him at that number. He's better than you think. And not only that, Hadwin's played here twice and come what, top six both times? I think it was a sixth and a fourth. He's, he's got a game. Like, he, he, he can get there. That's where I'm saying it's a little bit interesting from that standpoint. But I'm, I'm throwing Ryan Moore in the pool, too, at 6800 bucks. All right. More, more 6K losers. Yeah, more 6K losers to, to spread the wealth around. I've added Hadwin to the pool now as well. Okay. 
Yeah, I think you're right. It just gets to the point when you look at the ownership, it's like all these guys can't be this owned. It, it just, just, it's impossible. There is math involved in figuring <laughs> this stuff out, yes. So. Uh, also, what do you think the chalky build will be with how strange the pricing is? More balanced or more stars and scrubs with two players from Hadwin and up? I think we kind of hit on it in terms of like, I mean, it's essentially the play the plays lineup. Like, how is that going to look? It's two, it's two plays from Riley and up is the answer. Finau, yeah. Riley. No, it's, it's Riley, Davis, Finau. Definitely that. Or, I mean, I mean, I actually, it might be Thigala. So then put it this way. It's two guys Davis and up. Then that's a better way to put it. Yeah, two Davises and the chalk. Right. Or or like you talked about, if someone wants to go balanced, maybe they go Thigala, Davis, Davis. Like, you can do that. Or Thigala, Davis, Steel. Like, it's we know what it is. Here's what you do. Here's how you find out. Build backwards. Put Kim, put Svensson, put Goddard Kim, up. That's the guy I was thinking like, of. Like, put Svensson, Goddard up. Uh, put Svensson, Kim, put all three. Whatever you want to do with those guys tells you your answer. That, that's what the, the common build is. So, Riley, Davis, Svensson, Thigala, Tom, Kim gives you $7,400 left for one guy. And there doesn't seem to be, like, a guy at that level that is super popular. Yeah, like, so maybe they plug in Merritt. Maybe. Or they just rebuild. Don't use Cam Davis. Cam Davis is what? 8,900 if you get... Did you get, have Steele in there? I did not have Steele. So we get rid of Cam Davis. We go to Steele. Yeah. And now we have $8,000 left, which makes it real easy for everyone else. Yeah, exactly. And if, do you have Goddard up in there? No, Goddard. So, so they can pick between Goddard up and... Hardy, Hardy or Laird or... Whatever they want to do. But yeah, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's where you're going against. Or you go, you take out Davis Riley. You put in Tony Finau, get rid of Thigala. Now you have two spots for at 8200 bucks, and you could easily go i mean you could probably put davis riley back in if you wanted to and that gives you 74 you're back to that 7400 dollars range but you can drop cam davis now down to posting yeah you've and, nailed it because it's the fina thigala conversation up top yeah like how, how what do you want your last guys in to look like right like tom kim is probably we know what the last guy. guys in are but i'm saying like you just nailed it if you have the thigala version of it there is a 2v2 to go Thigala up to Finau and one of the 8K guys or whatever, or Riley or Davis, down to like a steal or someone in there. If you have the other version of it, you can just flip-flop it. So it's definitely that. Uh, reminder to smash the like button while you're here. And if you're asking questions in the chat, of course, you're already subscribed to Mayo Media Network. And we thank you for that. I got Running Back Rankings Part 2 with Jake Seeley. Football season, baby. Let's go. I I'm doing two a week. I, the one I released yesterday, I think, was by actually by far the most informative show that people need to watch. Okay. Uh, Dr. Jesse Morris on the show went through, like, every injury concern guy going into the year. He broke down their injury and the risk factor for getting re-injured this year based on, like, what the history of that injury is yeah. and the timetable that they've currently had to recover. And he's pretty familiar with all the training staffs. Uh, and even in his draft guide, he has like a ranking of the training staffs in football. Are they aggressive? Are they conservative with how they try to manage timetables and more aggressive? I mean, guys get back earlier, but they tend to have a higher rate of getting re-injured. Yeah, we like this time. stuff, man. Like you said, like, the like that's a real edge. That the the data for have. football is just so good. That's why you love that. And then on top of it, like you said, some of the stuff with, you know, people are doing best balls right now, you, those type of things and getting into drafts soon enough here where you can kind of figure out the depth chart based on that and start finding some of these values down the stretch based on some yeah. of that thought process. Yeah, like if you're going to have like the th third string or fourth string running back at the back end of your best ball team, well, what if the two guys – it's just like Baltimore right now. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know if Dobbins is going to miss the beginning of the year or not. He says he's not. He, and he everyone else says he is. Yeah. And the timetable would say that he is going to miss the beginning of the season based on the injury he had. Yeah. 
But like in terms of a re-injury factor, he was super high on the list. But so was Gus Edwards mm -hmm. coming off his injury. So just look at the the rest of the. Although the Ravens have this weird thing about using like the most like dusty running back they can find and just playing them. They don't care. They don't. They have a running back at quarterback. They do. That's why. But you can like, remember Tyson Williams last year. Yeah, well, Tyson Williams. So, but it's so more good. of with them. It's always more like you know who's good enough to do that. You don't need to be a good running back. You need to be able to do a good fake handoff with me. That's yeah. basically what it comes down to. Can you do a good fake handoff with Lamar? Sure. Perfect. Let's do this. Because no one can figure him out still. It doesn't well, matter. Well, they, they do tend to rely on experience for that. Like, instead of playing yeah. Tyson Williams, there was a reason they brought in Le'Veon Bell and yeah. Devonta Freeman to come in. Like, they're Harbaugh wants some sort of veteran presence back there, be it blocking, the Maybe. ability just to understand, like, the switches at the line. Like, oh, now we have to do this. You don't want yeah. some rookie back there. Who might get Lamar killed? That's right. That's exactly what it is. So, you, do you know I'm a huge Ravens? That's my team. I did not know you. So were that's why we're talking about my squad here. I absolutely love it, and I'm excited for the season upcoming. But yeah, uh, Dobbins going on and just dunking on Rappaport yesterday. Went out there, like you said, get the facts right, rap before you talk about them. Like you said, the players will always say that. Why would he not say he's going to be ready? It involves everything, right? For him, money, contracts, things like that. So um, if they don't want to rush him back, they won't. Is Nick Hardly hurt? I think he means Nick Hardy. Is Nick Hardy hurt? Not I mean, I... he was, and then he came back, and he's been great. Is he hurt oh, yeah. again? Not that I know of. I was going to say, I, I didn't see that. No. I mean, that sounds like a question for Google. You know how I love the Google machine. Oh, you're never going to beat that bit from last week. I had to steal it right away because that's what I want to tell my parents every time they ask me anything. So I used it because it's just perfect. Like, it's so annoying, some of the questions you get texted about or things like that. Like, just Google it. You. I've made very few friends in my adult life. Okay. I don't need to. I have friends. Like when you get to a certain <laughs> working age, too. What's that? You're working too. You're yeah, well, working. I'm working all the time. Like I meet people like within the space. Yeah. But like you and I have become friends now. Right. And before that, the person that I had met, that I became friends with, like just hanging with, both Ravens fans. There you go. That's weird, right? You have an attraction to it. I, I guess so. Yeah. Ravens fans are good people. That's why. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the ones that are, are like Canadian versions are not in Baltimore. Maybe we talked about that, but uh, I got no problem with it. I definitely think it's a, a great squad to cheer for. Tambo, you said before that on the Sunday after a tournament, you review your lineups from that week. Can you film that sometime, like one of Pat's Sunday preview shows so that we can see that process? Maybe sooner than later. We'll find out. Soon you'll know. Go, go back to that situation there. But, yeah, you'll, you'll find out soon um, what I'll be doing, and that, what that show you know, could become a thing for sure. Any interest in James? <laughs> this week. Uh, I, saw, no. I saw him getting talked up. Um, he always does. I was, gonna, I was just going to say that was a great Han from the earlier start to the show when you had to clear your throat a little bit. So uh, great job getting that out. That, that was good. But I don't think – what was he priced at again this week? 7000 I think. Seven even. You know what I did? Yeah, I'm, I'm not playing them, and I'll tell you why. Because I said a couple guys there, but like Lashley, Hoagie, Duncan, John Huff. You want to do that? Run it back with his last name. You can do it. Not me. And then Taron Shank. Like you can make choices there. I'm not gonna play them all, but those are the guys I would play over him. So you know it is what it is. I just don't like him as much. Let's see here. Yeah, an event with so much shock. How much shock in a lineup is okay without hurting you? Also, what do the people need to get another cuss corner? I have like two cuss corners dropping. Because I was talking to you. If you can swing it, we're going to do the show live next Tuesday night. Because mm -hmm. I'm gone from Wednesday to Saturday. Just for laughs. Where are you going? To just for laughs. Yeah, mm -hmm. where, where is it? Montreal. Oh, nice. Oh. Wife what? going? 
Yeah, my, my wife got me John Mulaney tickets for my birthday back in April okay. for this. And then in the interim, he's now playing here like two weeks from now. Nice. That's good. Uh, that, someone, that's always, someone asked me that last week. They were going to Montreal. They're from the States. And like, what should I do there, Tampa? Like, again, the classic geography lesson. Yeah. Like, by the way, that's not where I live. But at the same time, the first question about Montreal is always, is the wife going with you? We yeah, but it's why. not so much anymore. So many of the strip clubs have closed in Montreal. It's true. It's true. But that's Kenny's going to be in for a real culture shock when we get there for President's Cup in 2024 and there's no strip clubs left. Oh, gosh. That would suck. But it's going to be a great time. At the President's Cup, that is. Yes. <laughs> uh, which bill would be more contrarian this week? Skipping the $9,800 range and up or using two of them? Using, uh, using, using two, two of them. them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in an event with so much chalk, yeah. How, how do you build a chalk lineup without hurting yourself here? Is the question from Sam M. How, how do you build a chalk lineup without hurting like yourself? How, how much chalk in a lineup is okay without it becoming like super problematic? Like two guys, three guys, or yeah. is it, does it depend on how you build it? Just just depends. That's why I said not who you play, how you play them. There's ways to get around it, but I'm saying some of the chalk this week is just terrible on paper. So, like, I don't usually get, like, massive negative numbers on my stuff, which is what I'm getting this week. That's how bad it is because there's options around it that are that Equivalent. much better. And yeah. so, like, I'd just be more comfortable with it than ever just to go away from it. And there's you're going to go to guys that are, like, 10% instead of 24 it's not like you're getting no ownership into your lineup. You're just getting guys that are just as capable at one third or whatever, in some cases, even better odds than that. So uh, I just don't like jamming a bunch of chalk any week, but especially not this week. Win or lose, it's with your guys' help. Thanks, big deal. Thoughts on David Faraday leaving for the live. I don't <laughs> understand why anyone cares about this. Big get, man, they said. Big, big get for them. Yeah, I don't know what's he been doing. Like, isn't he like? Yeah. I, I felt like he was demoted already. Again, he's interesting. He's he's got like I, 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 I like, like him and I like to show. Yeah, I feel like he's not used enough on the broadcast anyway. That's what I'm saying. So, so didn't it feel like he was demoted because it's like he's going from like being in the nice studio doing shows with Rory and guys like that to like a little hobbit running around the course with like his whole big backpack and his thing on. Like it didn't seem like it was suited for him. So no wonder when a big tray of money gets dropped in front of him, he's like, you know, fuck this, I'm going to live. Like that, that's exactly what happened. So I, I thought it was. Pretty standard stuff. Barkley is supposed to be joining. I'm not sure if you saw that rumor. That yeah, I mean, that feels like such a leverage point against TNT to get more money for his fight. Like, he wants to retire soon. It's true. So, get, like, one more three-year deal, whatever it was. It's now doubled. And how can day. he go? Well, I, I As fun as it would be on live, like, I just think he's funny. But, like, if you go what he has right now with Chuck and all those guys, like, just, just staying well, there. Well, if you're TNT, why don't you be like, okay, do both? Or that. Why, why wouldn't that be your solution to it? Yeah. Like, hey, finish out your contract here. We'll give you a new whatever But the only that could run into trouble there because if he's getting a three-year deal with TNT, let's say, and, and then TNT he gets the deal. The PGA. Well, yeah, like there's that. But also if Liv does end up getting a TV contract at some point, then he has to come over with that or leave it at that point. I'm sure that you can fudge the language maybe, enough. Maybe, maybe. if you can be like, hey, I'll, I'll sign for cost to stay yeah. on TNT, but I also have to 10 times a year, I have to go do this live tournament. Or yeah, lock YouTube. in that if this happens X, if X, then Y. There's ways to do it for sure. I just think Faraday and um, Barkley would be so funny together because Barkley calls everything like it is, even when it's stupid to say. So I think that's what's funny about him. Taryn a good pick? There's no question mark after this. So it feels like this is a statement, which is not allowed. There will, there will be worse. Yeah, that's fair. The way you read it even came off. Well, I read it in that way. Like there was a question mark. Smart. Good, good or I, I could say, Taryn's a good pick. <laughs> oh, see, there's now. Now it, it sounds like the guy's making bold, bold claims here. In What's the, the username? Byard's Den Golf. All right, he's a golf fan. He's probably probably saying as a 
Eh, I don't know, actually. We'll answer it. I, I, like I said, I think he's better than James Hahn. That's how I could answer that. There we go. <laughs> I'm listening to the show while weed whacking at a golf course. Is this good luck? I would think so. Eh, I don't hey, know. I, I, this, guy, this guy says, need the Dogger Pass podcast, please. Ooh, not the time to ask that, considering it comes out the same fucking time every single fucking week. Oh, is the show out yet? What time does it normally come out? Well, it comes out like three hours from now every single week. Why would you think it would be fucking out right now? What, do you got a fucking brain aneurysm? Uh, you get from fucking Memento? Tattoo the shit on yourself. Bufo's a good guy. Don't, don't ban him. All right. Paul he, saved your ass, pal. He was one of the, uh, the earliest like, retweeters of our show and stuff like that. All right. He doesn't know the drill. He saw that I posted um, that we are going live. Maybe he got confused that it was us. And not your golf. Paul stuff. saved your ass, pal. Fair, fair, fair. You don't come into Pat's golf chat and fuck around. You got your back, Bufo. He does. But does the, Paul, does the show come out the same time every week? Literally, like, within a half-hour window, yeah. Except for next week, potentially. Yeah, it might come week, out a day early next, next week. Next week is coming out early. And by the time you think to ask when it will be out, it will already be out. That's the good news. Uh, let's see. Oh, now he's trying to suck up to me, saying prize picks Pat's been on fire. Not so much fire last week. Got my first loss <laughs> on prize picks last week. So now we're now no longer up 8x. We're only up 7x. You can, yeah, I was going to say, you can afford a loss here and there. I cleaned up. I, I was doing very poorly at the Open Championship because I played those, like, five-play, like, over greens and regulation. Everyone either got, like, 18 or one below what they needed yes, to get. Yeah. And I finally, I hammered one. I basically chased all my losses I think on Saturday, and I, uh, I crushed. I was going to say, was it Rory on Sunday? No, it was uh, Paul Casey over that, like, Barclay guy in total birdies. Barclay Brown? Barclay Brown. He crushed him. And then, it was, then I had Willett over Westwood, and he beat him by one. I like both it, those plays. That was on Saturday. I was like, you know what? I'm getting out of here with, like, yeah. uh, I've wagered like 2000 bucks on this. I'm now up 100 after being down. I'm out. That feels good. Just, I'm, I'm going to go on to next week and just be happy with it. Yeah. I think the one that you released on the show was three of five, so we at least got like yeah, 40 I got, bucks I, back on a That's not a win, though. No, it's a loss, but it's a half loss. It's funny because the, uh, the two random I lost everything. The, the two random ones that I added to that were both winners, yeah. and the two, the, the main ones that I had were of the th- two of the three were just losers nothing better than that we gave you a great play last week just a minor loss so. yeah, just, yeah. i mean honestly <laughs> in terms of me that's like a big win yeah so you know come back next time asshole when you want to lose a bunch of money uh pick one for last man in sig tom kim michael thompson i'd still go tom kim yeah of those ones yeah sig would be the next in line if you want to make a move do you avoid gliglick if he's going to be double digits for ownership i think that's more of a fantasy national thing I don't know if he gets to over 10%, do you? Not at all. I don't think he gets close, and I think, again, he doesn't fit the common build, so you can still use him. He fits that common build that with instead of uh, the Gala, because one of those guys is going to get super boosted, because that build that I did with Finau instead of the Gala, where it leaves you with like 71 or 72 left. Yeah. Uh, as your last man in, one of those guys will see like an artificial boost but it's because like, of that type of lineup build. Yeah, it's, there's so many guys at 69, 7, and 71 that he will not be the guy. The three cam lineup for the win? What is it? Tringali, Davis, and Champ. And Champ. It's not terrible, actually. <laughs> Could work. Thoughts on Sig or lower? We'll go lower. Yeah, same. 8K range, any of these guys a must play? Is skipping the 8K range a bad idea? All caps? I like steel. I like steel and hurry. Yeah, skipping it is fine. I, I also think it's just like last week, though, where you could go into it. Like last week, remember the play we talked about on the show was like skip over Finau and Fleetwood Chalk? 
get different that way. You could find a way to make it work. In the end, you wanted Fleetwood, but I'm just saying you could also hop into it. Like here, you could go a different build would be like Finau, skip um, Davis at the top of the 8K and skip Davis Riley at 9K as well. And I'm telling then, you, Finau, Hideki Hadwin, Finau Hadwin might be the move. Hideki Hadwin. If Hadwin's the one who looks like he's going to get squeezed. Yeah, yeah. So we're going on the same page here. That's what I say. You could either do like go on Finau to one of the random 9K guys and then skip the entire 8K range. Or the other side of the coin is to go with whoever you pick at the top, Finau, Hideki, whatever. Skip the 9K range because there's the chalk in there that we talked about and skip the upper 8K and drop to like Reevee, Long, Post, and Steel Laird types. And I mean, that, well, that, you, that was sort of what I talked about with what I'm doing. Yeah, well, you have Steel in there, and even if it is Finau who you choose up top, you still end up with a different build, leaving out Riley and Davis, the two guys up there that people want to play the most. If you can eliminate the top three 10K guys and all the 6K guys, which would be your top plays for the 9 and 7Ks? I just feel like that's what everyone's doing. Like, if yeah. you want to know the top plays, Riley, Figala, Cam Davis, Goderup, Tom Kim, Svensson. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think that lineup actually like works too. It's like a lineup. I was just going to say that. <laughs> don't forget McNeely gets thrown in there because 9,300 Mc, playing McNeely okay. will get squeezed a little bit like Hadwin. He's going to, but I'm saying like when people are doing, that's why what your first point was, I was think was perfect, was like we always say like there's levels. So people, oh, I'm skipping the 10K. I'm going to be unique. No, you're doing what everyone else is doing. Now you can still do it differently, but you're not the only person saying that the chat probably has 10 people saying it the other discords that are around are going to have people saying it like it's not that sneaky what you're doing you need to be sneaky with the move that's the difference is tom kim and goderup going to be too popular of a pairing to play together i don't think so because i think goderup will not come in as high as you haven't predicted what do you think he comes in at 16 percent. oh wow i think it's more than that i just sure. think there's too many uh, again i think there's too many guys that are popular in that range not that he gets squeezed just it kind of becomes level between Steele and Hardy and Goderup and Spenson. Like there's only so many spots. I th- yeah, but to me, it would feel more like Hardy gets squeezed than Goderup. True. I think Hardy comes in lower, but I think everyone but wants... But then if you've got Goderup at 16, you've got Hardy at like 12. And I just, that's impossible to me. I don't see it. Steele is right there. Steele's above for sure. He's more than, but that's what I'm saying. Where Hardy gets squeezed because you've got Steele and Goderup. I just think with the way that people want to construct lineups that they will forego Goderup and Hardy and Steele to get down to Svensson to make sure that they have Riley, Cam Davis. Like two of those guys is more important to them than the difference between Goderup, Svensson, and potentially even Gleeglick. I just think it's, you know, like I said, the way the builds work with Kim, Svensson, Goderup, Steele, or Hardy, you still can fit the guys that you want up above. So... I think they all got the ownership there. I think 16 is too low. Okay. On Goder up. Uh, and for- I don't like that build that they said, by the way, because I think both those guys are like two potential failure- failures. No problem. Oh, my God. We have a ton of questions here. Uh, we're, we're just, we got time. Yeah, I got another show to do like right after this. So we don't have too much time. Okay. okay. Uh, let's, let's go with some rapid fire here. Uh, Tambo, do you use any group and what's your criteria? Uh, this week, if you just want like the most basic group, take all these chalk losers, put them together and say at most two and probably get rid of some before you even do that and just take your stands. It's just, not, it's just a definite week to get off it. And if the chalk beats you this week, get to do it all again next week with four par fives at the Rocket Mortgage <laughs> Classic. So, uh, but it's a great week to get away from it. There's already so much volatility. Uh, Steel Grillo Long, rank them. That is my ranking of them. Steel Grillo Long, <clears throat> that's my ranking as well. Grab Sink at 125 to 1. Thoughts. He hurt my feelings too badly last week. No. 
They, Very they, they want back-to-back old man like last season what we were seeing a lot of with Revy winning the Barracuda. Now see Sink win this? Maybe. Not, not for me. With a weak field on a waterlogged course almost compounding this high-variance game, can you simply write off anyone catching 20-plus percent ownership? Could. I think you could. Definitely you could. Like I said, some of them will always get there, but do they get there with the right five other picks too that people need to make happen? So um, I'm okay with it for sure if you want to do that. Do you have any bets on Lee Hodges' top 30? I don't. <laughs> what a specific question. I definitely do not. <laughs> uh, do you think Sig can keep smoking coming in this week? Does Todd make a bunch of different lineups unique? Yeah, what's the difference between Brendan Todd and Brendan Steele besides the O and the A before the N? I mean, they're two. Everything they do is in polar opposite of each other. I, I'm saying, like, when the price is 7700 and 8300 you know, I'm just saying, what, what kind of player do you want this week? Do you want super fairway guy who can only hit wedges and there's a long, a lot of approaches, long approaches this week, yeah, I but want can put the lights out. Or do you want steel? Who's like number one off the tee and number two in approach, yeah, but we, can't make a putt. We want steel. I'm just saying it would not surprise me if Brendan beat Brendan. Uh, you already answered the leave the money on the table. You're good with leaving up to a thousand. Yeah, sure. Ho- I like that. Hoagie, a bad play this week. You don't think so? I don't think so. Would an all-PM lineup be contrarian enough to get away with a Finau-Cam Davis start? Probably. Mm-hmm. Who else is in that late wave of, like, popular guys? Uh, Hardy, Goderup. Well, one, one note is that the entire nine, like, 8,500 and up, so you've got, you've got Finau, Riley, and Davis, a popular starting point already. Goderup, who's popular in that spot already. The only ones you would leave out would be Kim and Svensson. So if you were leaving out Kim and Svensson, which are very popular plays in that mid-tier 7K range... Even if you wanted to push to a PMAM just for fun, that's what we always talk about. We're like, well, there's no edge. What are you talking about? You don't know weather. Like, all, who cares? You're playing six guys that go out together where if it could pop up, but if it doesn't, there's definitely six good plays in that wave. It's still contrarian because not many people build that way, even on weather weeks like the players. We saw 1% one way, only six on the actual edge way that everyone thought was going to happen. That's only 7% of the tournament that's even stacking waves in the first place. You can get an edge. It's definitely a possibility. How do you rate these guys for top 20 finish? For Telly, Lashley, Gleeglick, Lower, and Cole Hammer. I should probably throw Cole Hammer into my... Oh, there's way too many. Like, people ask, like, six guys. Like, what's your pick? Like, just pick one. For me, it was um, Lashley, and then actually uh, Hammer for top 40. Because I I didn't... We didn't talk about bets for, for mine off top. I did grab the 275 on Hammer, I saw. And then I put him in top 40 as well. Uh, top 10 in or top 100, sorry, in the race for the Mayo Cup. Well, that's pretty good. I got my money. I got, I got paid for the major season one and done. Oh. Made money. I hit more winners in the major season one and done than I did in any of my four teams in the race for the Mayo Cup. Yeah, the, ma- the majors came through. Big, big ownership guys came through. Sky posted it the other night. And it was a lot of top ownership guys came through in the majors. Except for Scheffler at the Masters. Yep, he was low. Uh, would you play it safe? Would you go more risky? And take the gala or take the safe road and play Sungjae. I actually think you have that inverted. Yes. I think the safe play is the gala and the risky play right now is Sungjae. For sure. Because everyone's used Sungjae. Especially with the numbers on top of it too. Yeah. Who is your best overlooked player this week? That's a good question. Um, Maybe Tyler Duncan or... Libiota. Yeah, I'm going a little bit less because I think the ownership's just so congested on the other guys. Like Merritt, like guys that I actually like. Yeah, Merritt, Merritt. Merritt, Tyler Duncan. Those are sort of two of them that would stand out for me. Grillo or Svensson? Oh, jeez. Pro- probably Grillo. Mm-hmm. Lebiota or lower? I'll go Lebiota. Opposite. Lower. 
Um, I'm playing both of them, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mav and Tom Kim or Steel and Hardy. I like Steel and Hardy. Yep, I like that one too. Uh, thanks for the content. Help me take down the 50K Minimax and the 50K Short Game at the Open. Congratulations, John. That's a huge win. Definitely a huge win. This week, CT Pan or Tom Kim? I honestly don't think there's that big. I mean, Tom Kim, yes, way higher upside long term. Yeah. For this week, is there that big of a difference? Not at all to me. I love CT Pan. So you could play both together if you wanted to and get different that way instead of pivoting or just play CT Pan. If you want to just use a leverage point, I got no problem with it. And he's under Svensson by 100 bucks too. Yeah. No one's owning CT Pan. Yeah. Uh, is dipping into the 6K range for half your lineups a good way to combat the chalk? You don't seem to think so. I don't. No. Uh, again, you can always get away with like two upper 6K guys that could be seven anyway and do that. And it worked at RBC Canadian Open, back to my point earlier, if you want to play those guys at the top. But I just think the key is like 7,200 down to 69, which includes 6K range. But I'm saying those guys I don't classify. What I was trying to say earlier is like 6,700 and down, like Austin Cook is my cutoff point. I th- and I'm only playing a few. I think all those other guys are where people will just try and get their flavor of the week guy, and it just never works out. You need everything else to go right. So it's way too random. Davis Riley or Cam Davis? I like Riley. Riley. Cam Davis next week at 50 to 1. We're hoping, yeah, if he fails this week, he comes through next week. Definitely got that uh, 50. Pat, how do you quantify motivation in your research? Well, it's unquantifiable, and I'm not a complete mope, so I don't. Yeah, that's it's, easy enough. I know how the question's coming up, but it's like, you know, because FedEx Cup standings and a lot of guys are looking at the bubble. If they were week, so fucking good to be able to turn it on, this. do you think they'd be in that position to begin with? Right. Oh, I'm 146 in the FedEx Cup standings. Better start trying. Well, it's yeah, the it same. Doesn't fucking work like that. And the guy that's in 85th isn't like, ah, I don't need to try because I'm already locked in to at least get into the first round. No, I'm gonna, he's going to push for more. So it's like they all have motivation. Everyone going out and playing golf. Has motive. And even the ones you will say, no, they don't because of this, you don't know. We don't know. We will never know. So you got to assume they do when you're playing it. That's how I look at it. Are you still considering the back nine for birdie streak bonuses for showdown? Yes, I am. What was this one? Uh, it's just number one and number 18 are two of the easier holes on the course. And they're surrounded by more difficult holes. But I believe number nine is the most difficult hole on the course, generally speaking, in terms of making birdies. Mm-hmm. That if you were trying to squeeze an extra 2% out of your uh, showdown lineups, guys starting off 10 would theoretically be more likely to come up with a birdie streak than guys starting on one. I like it. So it's the earliest starters, like if Svensson, I don't, I don't remember which hole he starts on, but you're saying if he started on 10. If he started on 10. You prefer that better so he gets the best weather on the best chance of getting that streak, making it happen. Yeah. yeah that, that's a strategy. I just wasn't sure what you, what you were trying to say with it. But yeah, okay. so number 18 is the par 5. Yeah. Uh, it has a 3% eagle rate and a 37% birdie rate. Okay. So pretty good. It's actually the hardest par 5 on the course. Yep. Uh, but still, 40% birdie or better rate on it. Uh, number one is the fourth easiest hole on the course. That Guys make birdies around 24% of the time on that hole, so one in four. And then you have the second and third hardest hole after that. And then the sixth hardest hole, the par three, is number 17. So it's going to be tough to get the birdie streak either way. It's tough, but, but you want them getting to 18 sooner, especially based on just that eagle rate and everything that goes with it. Yeah, and like if you have those two holes back-to-back, I mean, there's a 14% birdie rate on 17. There's a 17% birdie rate on number two. Like, it's not impossible. One in five, one in six guys make birdie on them. But if you look at the other way and you go seven, eight, nine, because you start on one, or sorry, eight, nine, ten, let's say or 9, 10, 11. Number nine is the hardest hole on the course. 8% birdie rate. Like, it's not even close how hard that hole is compared to everything else. That, it just, it kills your streaks. So you have yeah. 
no chance of getting the wraparound streak if you start on one, where you would theoretically if you start on 10. Svensson starts on one. Quick rapid-fire list. Still, Neesmith, Sahith, Tom Kim. All, these are all guys that start on 10. Sahith, Neesmith, Tom Kim, Hideki, Sungjae, Hoagie. It's a good list. Ricky Fowler, uh, Martin Laird. Ricky Fowler round one showdown might be the way to go. First-round leader. I don't know he, well, he was tied for first-round leader last year. Here? Shot a 64 here. What are his odds? Not good, probably, because it's still Ricky Fowler. Fowler, 66-1 first-round leader. There you go. Seems low, actually, for Ricky Fowler. Anything betting Ricky Fowler just seems horrible, so I'll just leave it at that. But uh, I will say that he did, he was, I believe, tied for first-round lead here last year with a 64. Did Lonto withdraw? Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. Can we just go to... So you'll know. 8 a.m., 8.18 a.m., T10. Showdown hero. Sung, you'll know. Now you'll know. Oh, God. We might crush with this guy. Cole Hammer. Yeah, how can we lose this week? Did Th- you bet Cole Hammer first round leader? I, I did not. I, I suppose I should, shouldn't I? Bet everything for him. You have to. I mean, I bet him. He's 140 to 1. First you can round see leader? the tweets already tomorrow. Imagine not hammering the guy with Hammer in his name. All right, Cole Hammer. And he just first round leader. Out of the gate. Hammer, 140 to 1. Oh, great. I love making up narratives. It's so fun. I mean, that's all you can really do for first round leader. It's r- pretty random. Yeah, I think he does. Uh, yeah. What about, uh, did you bet Dylon? No. No, not Wu, Manante, number six amateur in the world. I did not know. Okay, he did not know. <laughs> Sung, you'll know. You, you'll know. We'll find out tomorrow. But okay, yeah, we've got our guys. That's the, I like the T10 thing. That's interesting. Um, 13 of the 54 top 15s over the history of this tournament were in the 7000 to $7,300 range. Good news for me because I'm playing a ton of those guys. Yeah, see? Matias Schwab, let's go. I like that idea, though. That's what I was saying about that 6K range. You're going to try and figure out this diamond, and it's going to come through, and the rest of your lineup's going to look dirty, so I, I don't like it. Any, I keep hearing about Brandon Matthews. Yeah, because he's, he's a bomber, and bombers yeah. win here. I mean, yes. I mean, Michael Thompson won here. That's my point. That's why I'm, it was very sarcastic, that statement. That's why you're hearing about him, but not getting any ownership anyway. So play him if you want to. Things like, I'll he, say it quick, guys. I, I, I just wanted to check in to see what he was doing. He withdrew yeah. from his last tournament. I don't know why. I, I didn't dig into it that much. I think there was a reason, though. I think it's fair. I don't think it's a problem. Someone put a tweet out last night. I forgot to look at it, but um, I have it bookmarked. But just going back, Matthews, a bunch of the guys we said there, but just a couple that stood out to me, like the Gligic, um, Hostler. Those guys that people keep bringing up that we hear that aren't going to get any ownership, they're fine to put in your 150 pool because they're boom or bust. Like they're, if they come through for you, they can score big over the weekend, but they can also blow up on the first day and be done. So I got no problem with them. I just am saying I, I don't think they're like these great plays like everybody else thinks. It's not like the sneaky play of the week that you win on all the time. It's just something that you can get after. So I got no problem putting them in, putting them in your MME pools to be different. I don't bet golf often, but I need a good play to max bet. Any ideas? <laughs> Cole Hammer, 300 to 1. <laughs> um, if you did, if you said to pick one guy and you had a free max bet. Hardy, 50. I'll t- take it. I'd probably just bet Finau. Oh, God. You have one guy? Every guy that wins here is 100 to 1, Pat. You have to be 100 to 1 or more. So Hardy at 50 is probably not good either. Maybe we better give him like Bramlett or something. Higo. Higo, 100 to 1. Higo. There you go. Right on the number. The exact 100 to 1. Is Grio a good pivot off of Svensson? Yes. Sure. Finau, Matsuyama, or Thigala? Oh, that's that guy answering the other guy's question. Oh, that's a bannable offense. Ban for life. Sorry, pal. I'm hearing that Hardy is hurt. You said that fucking before. I'm going to have to look it up after now because people are getting into it. But It's the same guy. 
This guy has heard it. No one else apparently has. Uh, why they, don't people just post it in or like set us up? Can they, can they like find the tweet or the source and post it into the chat? They could. Absolutely. Not saying we'd go through every little thing to find it, but the point would be that like it can get brought to our attention, tag us, show me something that we can find this information out so we can get after it and see what we can do. But I don't know. Did Hardy play at the Barracuda? I think he crushed. Did he? Pretty sure. Yeah. Hardy had a wrist injury like three months ago. He was definitely injured before. We know this. I'm saying like... Since he's come back, he's been fine. Last week was not like the greatest, but I think... I mean, if he WD'd last week, then yeah, I could see there being a problem. He was T13 last week. Yeah. T30, John Deere, T8, Travelers, T14, US Open. Like, it's been very, very good. Merit or Fratelli? Merit. Yep, same for me. Is Hideki in play for you? He's been sucking lately overall. I, I like people's definition of sucking. Me too. Uh, I'm playing Hideki. Yeah, I'm, I'm in on Hideki too, especially. This guy just keeps spamming names at people. Uh, that's why you're banned for life, pal. <laughs> uh, this guy is now talking about what Pat McAfee said about live. Okay, these questions have gotten bad. Probably hey, ta- Once you get rid of Bilal and William, the chat opens up. Oh, does it? Okay, I'll yeah, do that. Yeah, those guys were basically just having a discussion. I was looking forward to when you got to that point because I knew someone was getting banned. Uh, now I need to see. Any love for Mo Lim? For who? I don't know. I don't know Mo Lim? Sounds like another fake name they're trying to get us yeah, with Pat. I'm going to get that guy. <laughs> He's gone. Yeah, this guy's also gone. Oh, yeah, that really does open up the chat, doesn't it? Grio or Fertelli? We went with Grio. Grio yeah. Uh, Laird or Goderup? I think they're about even. I mean, I bet Goderup at a higher number, but I'm playing both these guys. Yeah. In large field tournaments, I like the Laird pivot. Just get on get on him for a few bucks more. Uh, any thoughts on Austin Cook? We're in. I, I'm in. 6,700, yep. What's his betting number? His betting number is like not fair, right? It's not good. It's like 60 to 1 or something stupid. Uh, I can't remember, but I didn't like it. I know that much. Would starting with one or two of Hadwin, Mav, and Riley be unique? I doubt it. I think the Hadwin Mav would be a unique start. First of all, we just talked about it. Hadwin gets squeezed no matter what. So starting with him, I think gets squeezed as a, a roster construction. So I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, this guy's talking about the three cam lineup again. Already did on that. Should we be high on lower? I mean, I don't know how high you should be on him, but he's playable. Last name says he should be low on him. So we'll stick with that. I'm not super high on him. That's for sure. Who is the wrestler between Piper and Savage? That's the modern. No. Oh, it's uh, Coco Beware right behind them. Behind, oh, he's talking yeah. behind. I was saying, that yeah, is right savage. Like, that, that is, is savage. savage. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, someone said it was JYD. No, JYD is somewhere else on the set. Or maybe he's back in the box over there. I really need to do something with this yeah. for football season. I'm not quite sure what I want to do yet. Switch it up. And I would switch it up. I got to make it jazzier. Okay. We still got to get the whiteboard cam. We still got to get the setup. Oh, yeah. There's, gotta, there's lots to do. There's lots to do. Lots to do. Thoughts on Marty Fish making an ace. Sorry. <laughs> you guys are so high on this joke. It's so funny. <laughs> Marty Fish. Is anyone actually playing Marty Fish? Absolutely not. There's no chance. Do you actually perma-ban everyone? I mean, that's a question, so I'm not going to perma-ban you, but yeah. I mean, what do you think that faux life means? Please. Yeah. Oh, this guy called me a dunce. Mo Lim won his qualifier by eight. Well, that sounds like a bannable offense. Don't be calling Pat a dunce. Please. Gone. Thoughts on David Skins? No. Like, if you want to play, like, the biggest losers in the field, play them. That's just a horrible idea on a week like this. Like, someone's coming through. 
But the, my point was more just to finalize it because we're going to get to the end of it sooner. But like Cam Champ last year was 7,100, I think, something like that. He was like 3% owned. He wasn't even on the winning GPP lineups. So like you don't, you going down to these 0.5% owned losers thinking that, oh, but he's going to hit because he won his qualifier by eight. If he does, you probably still don't win shit. So it's just a, a terrible play. Should we take some kind of proximity into the equation? Eh, longer. 175 plus, I would yeah, say. 150 to 200, somewhere in there, 175 more likely, yes. But um, I don't care about that stuff. Thoughts on McNeely as second man in, in cash games? He's fine. All right, that's it. That's every. That's all the questions. Once we got rid of those two jabronis. Yeah, I thought there was like, there's an awful lot of questions in here, but it's just two people having a conversation. Take it offline, pals. <laughs> no one wants to see it around here. Tambo, what do you got coming out this week? We got everything. We got Run Pure Sports going to do the premium show today with Big T's uncle, Uncle T there, Terry. We're going to do that show uh, 3 p.m. Eastern over at Run Pure Sports, promo code DGEN50. And then Thursday night, we're going to be on Maya Media Network. And Friday night, I'll be on the Thursday night show doing the round two showdown show. Of course, like always, weather, plays, picks, you know, exposures, everything that we're looking at for going into that. It's a free show right here on Maya Media Network. Love it. Love it. I'm going to tune in and win all the monies. Although now I already know what round one showdown strategy is, so... Oh, this is for round two, though. It's for round two, Whether I it could change. It's likely the same strategy, but it could change. Yeah, just use something you'll know, print money. We'll is, see. Is what we figured out we'll for, see. for this week. He goes off in the PM on Friday. Oh, that's so tougher. It might, it might be tougher. That's tougher, and he probably doesn't start on 10. He probably starts on one because they rotate. We'll see. Svensson. When everyone's using the AM guys on Friday, use Svensson starting on 10, day two. You got to see what he does After he has one. the bad day one. Yes, huh. there you go. There you go. So you can follow me at the PME. You can follow Tambo at Toe Tag and Tambo. Check out his tidbits. I got a newsletter coming out tonight. You can sub for free down in the description. Get it sent right to you. All the extra info and research that you need, plus all the cheat sheets, will be in there. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. Smash likes. I'll see you next time. Experience. Experience.